This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to episode number 23 of Double Tap for Wednesday, the 28th of September 2022. Great to be with you today. Sean Priest is back from his holidays. We're going through your feedback. And Christopher Patno joins us from Google to talk all about accessibility. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Yeah, I haven't done that in a while. My hello, hello, hellos. We, we seem to forget all about that when we started doing this new oh. version of the show. Sean Priest, you're back. Yes. Hey, <laughs> did you miss me? Uh, do you know what? I, I actually think I did. Ah, that's beautiful. And can it be called holidays if it's just one day off? Well, it was or two days, wasn't it? You were there overnight, so I suppose you had two days. Well, is arguably. that two days overnight? I mean, um, I, well, mm. one day follows into another. So, yeah. what do you call that? Well, I call that I ran away uh, in the evening, and then came back the following evening. That's one okay. day. All right, I'm settling in because That's a I, holiday. I, I, want, I want to know what happened. How many disasters befell well, you? Uh, here we go. Funny you should say that. <clears throat> I, I, you know, the thing is, right, honestly. Honestly, people think that we plan this show. I was on Kelly and Co the other day, right? And they were asking me, like, so what are you doing? You, you, you? plan the show? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I yeah, I was invited you on. Were, oh, you were in your hotel. Really? You were on your oh, hotel right. and you were, okay. I don't know, swanning it up with, I don't know, whatever it is uh, you do in posh hotels. Usain Bolt was there. Usain yeah, Bolt. There you go. Yeah, that's what I said. You said Hussein Bolt. I never. You Usain did. Bolt. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny, he said the same thing when I said, Oh, yeah, Hussein, how's it going? So, actually, Sean. Thank you, fine. It's actually Usain, Sean, if you don't mind. Usain Bolt. It's all the same. Is that the fast guy? He, is that the guy that runs it is. fast? Yeah. Yeah, it was, especially when I came coming. <laughs> he ran fast. He did, honestly, uh, Usain, if you're listening, you didn't have to. You could have meandered no, and you'd have been fine. fine. He would never my have usual mo- My mo- mobility skills kicked in. <laughs> I got so lost. Oh, it was ridiculous. Anyway, uh, the disaster. <clears throat> Not my fault. Let me just prefix it with that. Go, oh, excuse me. Going, uh, I was in a taxi, right? Gave him the postcode for this hotel in the center of Manchester. And uh, la, 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 fine. Gets there and we say, he just stops, right? Because the GPS says, you're here. The destination is on the right or something. And uh, he stops and says nothing. So I says, are we here? And he says, yes. I say, okay, we're actually outside the hotel? Yes. Is there any chance you could take us to the door? No. <gasps> oh, okay, fine. Which side is it? You know, which side do I need to get out of? And he says, uh, left. Okay. Get out of the left-hand side. Pay the guy. Get out of the left-hand side. He roars away and... I walked straight into everyone outside of a bar. Oh, well we were done. not we were not at the hotel at all. Uh. We were outside some pub. So <laughs> I'm there with a suitcase. <laughs> I I just go up to someone <laughs> and I say, I'm really sorry, but do you know where this hotel is? I gave them the name of the hotel. No, never heard of it. So they go on Google, Google it, find it. It's at the other end of the street. So God, this is why people are both terrible and great at the same time. Taxi driver was absolutely terrible, terrible human being. But the guys, <laughs> the guys who were the head chef and the manager of Wagamama's, very nice, I thought I had to get it in there, took us straight up to the hotel and took us in the hotel, took us to reception, and they were absolutely great. So, um, yeah, it was a little bit nerve-wracking. Um, you know, when it's somewhere you haven't been before, I'm anxious anyway. Mm. But when they tell you you're there, are, you, are we at the hotel? Yeah. They, absolutely. They did, could not care less. Just had to get out of there. So that was a disaster. But apart from that, it was absolutely fine. It is, I believe, the fault of the gig economy, Sean Priest. You see, the problem is that once one gig's finished, you've got to get the next one. So these guys, are, <sighs> you know, they do their job. They drop you off. That's it. You're no longer you're no longer spending any money with them, so it's moved on to the next guy. I'm sorry, look, human decency, right? I I, I would oh, never give up do on that. that. Have, you, have you seen the news? I mean, we've given no, up on no. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. So I walk basically walk into a crowd of people who sat, sat outside of a bar, 
And they look up where the hotel is and they, you know, give give me their shoulder. And my partner was there as well. So someone was guiding her. And they took us right up to reception, shook our hands and, ah, like really lovely people. So Patronizing. It's it just, no, 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 no. They were absolutely, they were great. Uh, it sort of destroys your faith in humanity and then restores it again. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know. It, because I just say travel in general can be so tense, mm. right? Espe- oh, yeah, totally. Especially when I've recently lost so much sight. It, it, it does. It's, it's very tense. And then when you get an experience like that, because you play all these scenarios through your head, right, before you go, you think, well, I hope I get a good taxi driver. I hope I get this. I hope this works out all right because you go through it you play it through in your head and of course when it happens in reality and you get a terrible one it's um yeah it was a bit horrible but i could say we we managed it was fine did you have a nice night did you have a nice because you were going away weren't you just the two of you getting a a bit of time away from me time away from from you and the kids yes absolutely um i like i am above the kids on that one that's kind of nice in a way yeah, <laughs> I'm saying nothing. A five <laughs> five star experience. I gotta say, at one a.m., I had the best toasty oh, in dear. the world. It was quite possible. The first thing I looked up: twenty four hour room service, and it was amazing. <laughs> I love that you put it oh. to the test. I love. I love that that's the thing you test. Most people go into a big hotel, into a big city. <laughs> you know, I, I can't complain. I can't say anything. My wife and I went to New York in two thousand seven. Right. First mm. night we're there, my wife yes. says, I want dinner in the room. Of we're course. in New York City. No, it's no, like no, no. The place to go for dinner. And she says, No, I want to no. have dinner in the room. And I said, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, because it was like, This is great. And she wanted to see if we got, you know, those things that you get the, the big metal, I don't know what they call them. There's a name for them. The, the tray. Me- no, no, no. The metal things that go the over lid. the top of the plates. Yes. Lids, yeah. Uh, but there's a name I, for them. Uh, uh, yeah, a, a kiosk, a, a kosh. I don't know, something like that. Kosh, yeah. I think you're right. I think it might be kosh, actually, yeah. So you put, you know, you get the metal kosh over the top of it. So she wanted to see if it was like that. And you got, the, what yeah. made me laugh was, so we we get the glass of water, this beautiful glass with a, you know, that kind of bit of paper they put over the top, just covers oh, it over. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But we yeah, broke yeah. all those in the first oh, well like, three seconds, smashed them all on the floor. Um, <laughs> because we didn't know, we didn't understand what was going on. So I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I ended up. T- I, can we just stop there? We didn't understand what was going on. What do you mean, gravity? Do you Life mean physics? Generally, I don't know. It was just everything seemed to. And the problem is that once you, because I, I don't know if you're like this, but with my vision, if something, you can sort of catch sight of something just as you knock it over. I don't know why that is. Yes. But as, as as your hand touches it, it's as if at that point it's come to life in my vision because mm. it's now seen right. But at that point, it's gone, smashed to bits. But, you know, three seconds before that, even two seconds up to that point, I would not, not even have known it was there. Yeah, um, yes. So, yeah. But, no, you, you, didn't, you didn't break anything. You No breakables. Didn't break anything, I don't think. They did put us in an accessible... An ex- <laughs> well, I mean, who knows? Accessible no. room. What's that and, mean? Uh, well, exactly. Is what does door? that mean? It was, of course, it, had, it was um, wheelchair accessible. It's actually what it should have been called. Everything was low in the bathroom. Um, there was emergency pull cords everywhere, so um, actually, why why is pretty... it that we, why is it people in wheelchairs always need pull cords everywhere? I don't understand this. Uh, it, uh, in case of um, emergencies, I, I I don't know, but, but, but that would it... suggest that the, the people in wheelchairs are entirely incapable <laughs> of absolutely. But you, you don't go through life <laughs> I... with pull cords hanging down everywhere, do you? I mean, how does that work? Wait, I'm sure someone in a wheelchair might that... think, wait a minute, hang on, what? <laughs> Talking of living independently and fight the power, and, and you were just saying we had no idea what was happening. Yeah, okay, um, that's just yes, an, an we aside. Did, we did request a change of room because it did actually... It, and also, it was more let's be honest, for us, difficult. pull cords, bad idea, because we'll just pull them. Exactly right. Yeah, we don't know a clue what they are and just pull them. We, we just carry... As soon as we go in the room, we just... That's it. It's like a military operation. We're just feeling all the walls... Finding I, all the switches. I avoided a £1,000 fine. <gasps> oh. Because oh I stood up on a train and grabbed what I thought was a handrail. Of course. But emergency I tri- stop. I kind of, yeah, and I, I pulled the emergency stop thing. And, oh. you know, and, and I'm thinking to myself, that's kind of weird because the train's not anywhere near the station and it's stopping. And then I realised... Yeah, because I stopped oh, the train. Yeah, and Did I was you own accosted. Up? Did you run I was away? accosted by the police, Sean. They asked me no questions. No way! They said, uh-huh. well, why did you pull the cord? And I said, I didn't know there was a cord. I, 
what cord? I'm blind. <laughs> I, I did, do you know what? I didn't have to say that because I had the, the cane, right? But and I think as soon as they saw me, they kind of thought, "Oh, here we go." Um, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I lost my white stick this morning. Oh, you're kidding. I lost it outside the butty shop. So if anyone's walking past the butty shop near me, then um, if anyone in Canada out. or the provinces <laughs> happens to be near the butty shop in Manchester, could you please yeah. pick up Sean's cane on the Sorry, way by? That, that's the sandwich shop for our um, oh, sandwiches. Non, yes, butty. Yeah, that, could be, that could be a different thing in, in that Canada. That could have been dangerous. Yes. No, yeah. I did. I, I did cry in the shop, and someone went out and found it for me. Oh. I just lent it against the wall, but I must have drifted around a bit. You know. It's a bit like when you're in the ocean and you just bob about floating around. And you honestly, I feel you... I feel you need tethered. I think it's like a balloon and a, I do need a string with you like, sometimes. Like, like if the you just let it go, it's, it's off. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I feel that with you sometimes. Anyway, I'm glad you had a nice <sighs> time. Um, we had Aaron Hewitt on the show yesterday. He was great. He was he was brilliant. Oh, yes, he, he was he great. Things. You know yeah, what? This, like the, the, this guy knows that, stuff. Do you know what? He kind of knows too much. If I'm honest, I'm not sure I like the guy. But he's it, a, he seems all right. He seems to know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah programming he, he's things. A brilliant guy. What's in nuclear? Absolutely. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but he's got the brains too. I mean, if you were working in nuclear, I'd be worried. But Aaron, I feel safe. I can't pick and up a glass he... without breaking it. So, you know, <laughs> you want me to go anywhere near a nuclear site? I don't think so. He did pick up when you said I was fat as well. So thank you, Aaron. I, I did notice that. Thank you. What did I say? You said uh, you're filling that huge fat person's chair that is Sean's. I didn't say that. Chair. I said huge that's chair. Exactly, no, that's exactly what you said. I said huge chair for the huge bottomed idiot that was sitting there before. Yes. I was paraphrasing. Sorry, I think I, think I might have, might have uh, yeah, said that. Yeah, but anyway, right. uh, but you know, you carry on. I can't lie with facts. I mean, we, we no. can't give up entirely on facts on this planet. I mean, we have to at some point accept the fact that facts exist. My facts different to yours that's all should we get some feedback because we've had a lot of feedback a lot Have of emails we? yeah okay and uh let's get to some of them because uh, there's Where's Sean? To... we're really missing sean where's sean Any i don't that? think that's the first one no i uh, haven't pressed the button uh, okay. yet so no it can't be that one uh, uh, right let's get <laughs> let's get our first <laughs> comment in <laughs> that's quite good actually uh kyler Thanks. kyler has been in touch now remember a kyler who i thought oh had the of course greatest name ever. name ever yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, well, yep, yep. Kyler's been in touch and hasn't just sent us a voicemail. He's kind of gone a bit all in on his own production. So get ready for this, guys. This is Inside Kyler Golden's Brain. Hi, team. This is Kyler Golden. You might be able to tell something different about this voice message because I am indeed using Backpack Studio myself and I decided to create a new project. First of all, I'd like to mention that iOS 16.1 Public Beta 2 has just came out, and there is not a single mention of the startup sound for older devices, which frustrates me to high heck. Now, in answer to Callum's question, we have the ADA in the US. Surely you've got to have something like that where you are. Just get help, dude. It's so ridiculous. I'd also like to thank you guys for... <sighs> wow, again. My neurons are all screwed up. Thanks, Miss Spooner. Anyway, I'd like to mention how glad I am to be able to help you guys with the iPhone 14 stuff. Anyway, have a great weekend like your life depends on it, and I'll see you on the flip side. I didn't like that. It was better than us. Stop that. Do you, know, like, do you ever get the feeling someone's just got a new toy? Um... <laughs> Backpack Studio. That's the uh, podcasting app, isn't it? It is. Well, that... yeah, it's, it's, like a, it's like a soundboard app, isn't it? But it's got, you can record on it. You can record with voice. So, yeah, you can record a full podcast on it. Like, and uh, even like he's just upload done. afterwards, I think, to hosting yeah. services as well. Um, it's really good, It used actually. to be called Boss Jock Studio. Boss Jock. Yeah, Boss Jock. Uh, but yeah, moved with, on. The only thing we had with that was that you couldn't sort of fire off the beds with voiceover. You couldn't... And I, I don't know if that's changed. I'm sure it has by now. There is, so, no, there so is a way were, around it. Yeah, there is a way around it. I can't remember what it is because it's so long since I've used it. It's not something I use. And it was actually that reason because I think the problem I had was trying to... I'll be honest. Kyler clearly has a young, fresh, nimble mm. mind, unlike yes. mine, which, yes, you know, if obviously. someone coughs near me, um, that's me distracted for the next three hours. 
Yes. Um, so, you know, it's <laughs> having an extra voice talk in my ear. Stop it. I'm confused. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, having that going on at the same time, I found quite difficult. But in saying that, you know, I, I, it is a fantastic application. And I will say that the, the developers of it have made an, a great job of turning that into a fully accessible experience. So Absolutely. Yeah. I thought really all it ever really needed was Bluetooth keyboard support. If you could fire off mm. the beds with uh, keyboards, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, or something like that, it would be fantastic. Well, I and maybe think, you can. I don't know. I think that's a task for Kyla. Since you've got your new app, you could maybe do a little demo for us. How the app works? Oh, you sorry. See, you made uh, work for yourself there, Kyla. Yeah. See, you see, you come on here, you, you start being yeah. smart, and you know, all falls to bits very quickly because <laughs> we get you to do stuff. Uh, let's get a, a voicemail. Thank you for that, Kyla. Really appreciate that. That's brilliant, Amazing. by the way. Really great work. Yeah. Um, I want and to. Callum, oh, sorry, yeah. I want to hear back from Callum as well. Yeah, has he, maybe still stuck to... in that bus station, and that's the problem. Yes, can't yes. Get out. Callum, get back in touch, and uh, yeah, we want to know what's going on. Get yourself safely onto a bus. Send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, right, let's get a message from Vaughn, who has uh, written in to us with uh, some comments. Hello, double tappers. Um, wondering if you would consider doing this as one of your program features a review of the iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max camera system, particularly the Pro Max, and the impact, if any, that such a significant camera upgrade will have on an IRA agent's ability to see what's around them and also on uh, optical character recognition. I'm aware that the size of the pictures is controlled in the settings on iOS 16 for a 14 Pro Max. Wondering if you opened it right up to a 48 megapixel image, whether you would see any OCR or uh, AI improvements. Also love to know whether the new camera assists IRA agents at all, because uh, improvements in technology that impact or improve our ability to get access to visual information are like a new set of eyes for people who are blind. Love your show. Take care. Yes, that's actually a really good point, Vaughn, because you know, as much as we talk about the camera systems, and we kind of just, you know, I write them off all the time, don't we? Um, yeah, because you can oh, whatever. I mean, it's just a camera, so what? But Vaughn makes a good point, and I, I think I've said this as well. Actually, I think I have said this, and you have poo-pooed. I am going to poo-poo it. Yes. Well, I don't like it being poo-pooed because I think well, it's a very fair point. Well, I'm going to say no to poo-pooing. No, yeah, but well, before I poo-poo whatever you're going to say, tell me what you're going to say, and then I'll, I'll poo-poo it anyway. Uh, well, that's what I've said before, which is are I think you, the, yeah, I, the cameras o, or are, OCR. Well, no, maybe not so much for OCR, although Correct. granted there's Poo-poo something it. there. No, no, there isn't. But for no. Ira, I mean, there was all this talk about the, the camera in the iPhone 14 Pro having, what was it, 120 degree field of view? Yes. Is that more? Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Is, is that more? Because I can't find any data on this. I was looking through all the stats. No, it, it is there. Yeah, I've, I've listened to a few reviews trying to find, but I can't find it in the tech specs no, of it's the not device, in there. What, what the FOV is. So, um, so so for the yeah, the field of view is how how wide a picture the agent can see, which obviously the wider the better, the more around you, the better. And it's, it's a good point Vaughn makes. Can I just say as well, Vaughn? Why has everyone got cool names all of a sudden? I know, it's ridiculous. Annoying me. Um, Stephen is so boring. I know, Sean. Well, it's so run of the mill. Anyway, <laughs> true. Uh, yes, you, we should try that. We need uh, a fourteen Pro. You got the Pro Max, right? No, I got the Pro. I got the fourteen Pro. I've lost it. By oh, the way, I don't well, know where it is. It's in here somewhere. That- Oh, perfect. So we need the Pro Max. Uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see if there is a difference. OCR, absolutely not. It doesn't. We've re- we've reached that that benchmark uh, generations ago. It, it won't make any difference unless we're talking tiny, tiny legalized print. Then maybe, but no. This is maybe a test Sorry. I should do. You know what? I might get myself. I might. I might just. You know, <gasps> borrow oh. a fourteen Pro Max, or maybe I'll ask Mark to do it because he's got the, the Pro and he's got the Pro Max. He's got them all. Yeah. yeah. I don't think the cameras would be that different between the Pro and Pro Maxes, would they? Um, no. I, hmm. I think we're Maybe. talking more kind of 14 or even 13 versus 14 Pro. Well, the vanilla 14 would be would a, be a good comparison. The vanilla 14 yeah. and the 14 Pro and Pro Max. Um, yeah, all you need to do is, is make a IRA agent call. As I tell you, what, I, I tell you the one... The one I'd love to do comparison with, truthfully, I think, not, not because I think it's the, the best comparison, but... I think in terms of budget pricing, so if you were thinking about getting a new phone and looking at the options, um, I think the iPhone SE would be a good place to start because whatever that thing, because I think that's a good base level, right? If that thing can see as much as or as close to what, say, the 14 Pro can with Ira, I mean, bear in mind, 
you know, I know there's three cameras on the back of the pros. I just don't know how much of all of that is available to an app like Ira. Is it up to the app developer to decide how much of the camera system they can access? Or is I it... I think it would be, yeah. Because I would have thought that Ira gets whatever the, the, the default camera is. The right? general, yeah, the general yeah. camera, yeah. Now, if that's the same as every other device, then really there's no difference between any of them then. Because it doesn't matter what... It doesn't matter if you've got the best camera in the world. You could have a DSLR strapped up to the thing. If it doesn't see it, if the agent doesn't see through that camera, it makes no difference. Yeah, if it uses the, the, the main default lens, let's say, at the back of whatever phone you're using. I, you know what? I'm not even convinced that the FOV makes a huge difference anyway. Unless it's, you know, we're talking, it looks like you're, you're looking through a... a shine. Yes. Because that's kind or, of what you're not. wanting, yeah. You kind of need the fish well, eye yeah, to yeah, get that. Exactly. And I, I don't think it's going to be like that. So, yes, maybe you will get a little bit, but will it be enough that you get genuinely uh, useful information from that extra few degrees of uh, field of view? Okay, I, I, think a test, I think a test is required here. I think a test is needed. All we right. need to create um, suitable testing situations, laboratory conditions. <laughs> Let's send it to the lab. Let's just get Mark to do it. It'd probably be a lot easier. Yeah, that's hey, what listen, I mean. Thanks, Vaughn. We will get on that. That's, that's a great idea. You know what arrived the other, yesterday, in fact, last night? My AirPods <gasps> Pro. Finally. AirPods oh. Pro 2 have arrived. Two. Well, it's about time. I've lost all interest now. It's I have too to long. say, everyone's reviewed them. Everyone said they're terrible. Um, have they? Well, there's a, there's a few complaints out there. I think the software <gasps> is waiting for a firm, There's an, a firmware no, update. What? Some of the... Some of the noise cancellation is not quite working so well. There's a little bit of a sync issue as well between the two of them at the moment. But this is all software-driven, so there's a firmware update I think is going to be coming out very shortly, which actually means I'm quite glad I didn't bother (laughs) reviewing them at this stage if they have got some issues. Uh, But I will say, when you connect them up, I love the fact that there's a little chime. I I know this, I haven't opened mine, but my wife has hers. Oh, yeah. And the little chime. um, You and chimes. I love chimes. Well, you don't like noise? What's wrong with you? Ah, no. Actually, just going back to Kyler's thing there about no sign of the um, power on chime for older models, yeah. Yeah, no. It's annoying. Everything should chime. Everything should chime. Okay, thank you for that, Sean. That was a a very important message there. I'm I'm going to get that on a T-shirt. We'll sell that one. That could be some merch. Yeah. We'll talk to our uh, people about that one. Uh, Right. (laughs) Felix has been in touch. Not Um, feeling the love. And okay. <laughs> welcome back, Sean. Um, so Felix has been in touch, and this is regarding creating an insert key, something I've been talking about a lot on, you know, the old Surface Pro. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, here's uh, here's Felix's comment. Hi, Stephen and Sean. Um, I'm just a quick one from uh, from me. Um, this is Felix again. Uh, Felix again. Sorry. Um, Hi, Felix again. My teeth back in. Um, and I was listening to a recent double tap, and I was meant to let you know about this in case you guys didn't know that actually, um, for those people that don't have function keys um, or um, insert keys, you can actually create one. And it's really easy. You can use a nice little uh, fun- um, application called Sharp Keys that you download, and you can basically assign unused keys or multiple keys to a different um, key map. So, for example, like in my case, I think I have something in the region of about um, three insert keys. I have the, jo- the standard... Um, three? Uh, what's it Jealous. called? Capital key, which is also my insert key, because it acts as the JAWS key. Okay. I have a numpad. So, numpad zero is also my second... Um, is my second insert key. Yes. And then I have uh, another... The, official insert key, if that's what you want to call it, around the top uh, right-hand corner of my keyboard. So I have that. Uh, in addition to all that, I also have a right alt key and a right control key, which are not really being used for anything. So I might actually turn that one of those into a function key. And you can do all that by, um, like I said, sharp keys. Uh, the, left-hand, the left-hand section tells you what the current key you want to change and what it's currently set to. The right-hand uh, section uh, is where you change the current key to its new assigned area, 
And that's basically how it works. Hope that helps. Talk to you soon. Love the show. Well, uh, you, you explained that better than I could, Felix. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, Sharp <laughs> Keys is, is brilliant. It's, it's a little application, free to download, doesn't cost any money, works great on Windows. Only on Windows. You can't do this on Mac, but you can, oh. like he says, you can change your keys. I did it on the Surface Pro. I actually used that to use that. Le- is it the, I always get this mixed up. I think it's the Grove Gravy. Grove Grav Gravy. Yeah, gravy, the gravy key. key. I yeah. changed the Gravy Key to be my inserted key, and it was great. <laughs> By the one Gritty. to the left of the one, isn't it? Um, as Beyonce, I believe, did say, to the left, oh, no. to the left. Oh, well done, very good. Now, <laughs> leaving that one, the, the the sharp keys it's been around for ages, right? I know we talked about it before, but mm. so is that totally accessible then? It is, I've yeah, never well, used it as long as <laughs> so there is a, an option to map the key. Um, you can use a hit button and you can actually just tap the key you want to change, but that part has not been as successful because the problem of course ah. is once you hit that you then have to immediately hit the right key otherwise you've chosen the wrong one but there is a full list of all the keys there uh, can be a bit tricky to find it but once you get your head around what's going on it's actually not that difficult it's very accessible very simple app old style app you know oh, Ta- well, your that's favorite, what like tabs and shift tabs ah gorgeous that's all you need there's also um windows power toys you can find in the microsoft store Oh, yeah. They also have a uh, keyboard mapping option. I, I, I haven't, I haven't needed this, so I haven't really looked into it. But um, I do know that's an option in Power Toys as well. If you've got that installed on your Windows PC, great suggestion, Felix. Thank you for that, Eleanor. Our friend has been in touch from the UK. Uh, here's what uh, Eleanor has to say today. Hi guys, it's Eleanor here. Hey, I'd like to talk about washing machines. Oh. In the old podcast, you had a couple of demonstrations of washing machines Mm. you can use with your smartphone. But I would like to redress the balance and talk about the one I got last year, which is dead simple to use and perfect for someone like myself who doesn't use a smartphone. It's by Beko and has a click dial with a marker at the top so that you know the position of the dial. Two clicks to the right is the 40-degree wash, and one click to the left is the quick wash. To the left, to the left. Which only runs for half an hour, (sighs) and which my cleaner, who has the same machine, assures me is every bit as effective as the two-hour wash, which is worth considering with the energy crisis at the moment. Mm-hmm. I use tablets rather than powder or liquid, which are both difficult for someone like myself who's totally blind. When you've loaded the machine, it takes about two seconds to click the dial and press the power button. No faffing about trying to avoid touch screens. For anyone who has elderly parents or grandparents who are blind, this washing machine is perfect. Cheers, guys. Keep up the good work. Well, you can't argue with that. Yeah. I got no, come on. Firstly, the use of the word faffing, absolutely amazing. Thank you. Eleanor, yeah. Uh, and, and secondly, can you ever beat a dial, a clicky dial? No. I mean, you know, we got smart. I've got one. We just recently bought a Samsung washing machine. Now, I'm not allowed to get smart stuff because uh, Sarah <laughs> forbids it. Just, yes. just out of spite, really, because because you know we all know it makes life easier. But because I like that sort of stuff, obviously, I'm not allowed it because otherwise, I'm enjoying myself. Perfect sense. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. It is kind of accessible. It's one of those touch-sensitive interfaces, which are all awful, but it does beep, and you can sort of feel there is tactile. There may even be Braille markings on it. But eh, the dial thing is just so much easier. As Eleanor said, just two clicks one way or one click the other way and just press the power on button. You can't get any better than that. No, you can't. You really can't. Eleanor, thank you so much for your message. Uh, Eleanor calling us in from the UK. You can, if you're in the UK, call us on 0204. 5713354 in Canada and in the US so you can call us on 
four, five, six, seven. I nearly, I didn't oh, forget. I oh, did not oh, nearly forget. Oh, oh, oh. And you, you can also email us as sick, well. Feedback at email. My special pattern in your head, did you? No, because one, one, one yeah, eight, seven. I'm, I'm not interested. Set, right, uh, okay. Christopher Patno is uh, in the wings, <laughs> waiting to talk <laughs> to us all about Google accessibility. <laughs> Interesting conversation on the other side of this. This is Double Tap. Send us your feedback to feedback at ami.ca. Leave us a voicemail at one 803 4567 You're listening to Double Tap. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. Stephen and Sean with you today, and uh, we're going to be talking with a very special guest who's joining us in just a moment. Uh, Christopher Patno is here from Google. I like saying the word Google. 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 Um, well done. My dog's called Dougal, and every time I say Google, my dog comes over. It's kind of nice. I kind of oh, like that. That's, that's beautiful. It's like a furry search engine without the ability to search for anything, apart from toys. Kind of cool. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, we've got lots to talk about. It's so weird. <laughs> the things that go on in my brain. Um, yeah, we've, we've got a really interesting conversation coming up, because, look, what I want to get into here really is um, the accessibility at Google and what's going on there. There's some really interesting um, improvements I've noticed I'm going to talk about. So let's get Chris on and uh, have a chat with him. Christopher Patno, uh, head of the accessibility program at Google. Thank you so much for being here with us today on Double Tap. It's my pleasure. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to come and share. It's so great to have you uh, back here on the show with us, Christopher. It's been a long time. I think the last time you and I sat down to speak was uh, in person in 2019. In those days when you used to sit down in front of people Actually, in front of people. Remember those days? Was that was that here at, at, at the Google London? It was, yeah. Texture Pro, really yeah. Well. You know, a lot's changed in the world since then, and I'm really intrigued to get your take on on how far accessibility has come uh, in terms of uh, Google products, in terms of Google hardware. Of course, there's always lots of exciting hardware to talk about, but in our world, we tend to focus more on the software. Mm. So. A lot has changed, and we've seen a lot of improvements. And, of course, we've seen this year the launch of Android 13. Maybe let's start there. What's what's coming out? What's new in Android 13 that the disabled people who are using accessibility features can benefit from? There's a few things that are of, of note. One of my favorite sort of secret small features is a, a new centralized setting for audio description. So until now, every application had to create their own setting. You'd have to know it's there, you have to go find it and turn it on. Well, what we've done on request of, of developers is create a centralized setting to say, I want audio description tracks. So you set this and in time, as, as more and more developers take advantage of it, your, your experience will be better because they'll be able to automatically load the right track. So you can have these descriptions that you would want. That's a small thing, but I think it's, it, it is a really neat one that, that, that looks to the future and, and, and really makes it a better user experience. A another cool thing that was a part of Android 13 but was released around the same time is this, a, a new update to Lookout. It's a version three of Lookout. And the, the two sort of big features here for me are one is we've added support for image descriptions for images that, that it, it, it can see. So we can describe captions or people, objects and text, which is, which is great. It's kind of like, what Chrome has with a get image descriptions. Um, but now it's on, 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 your, on your lookout. The second thing, and this is a real neat usability one, is the technical term is called deep paragraphing. But what, that, what it really means is, say you take a menu or a, 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 a bill from, from, say, a grocery store, and you see, like, eggs, bread, cheese, and you, you see $1, $5, and $10 because, of, because things are just more expensive these days. Um, what used to happen is it would go linearly down. It would just the list of items and then the list of prices. But now we have a better understanding of the relationship between these things. So we'll say bread to $1, cheese, $5, eggs, $10. So that kind of description of these, this text around you, this contextual information, it makes it easier to understand what's happening. So that's that lookout. But the big thing, and I think this is what you really wanted me to go, is, is, is the changes in, into TalkBack 13. So the big headline feature in, in the TalkBack 13 is the integration of Brailleback into TalkBack. What this really means is that there's so much less friction when it comes to having Braille on your Android device. You don't need to go download a second application, install it, or you don't need to know about it. You have to go find it. It's part of the TalkBack ex installation experience. So because of that, it is much easier to get started, much easier to use, 
And what's neat is now that we've integrated these two pieces of code together, we'll be able to innovate in, in terms of Braille much more moving forward. We have a much better integration with Braille displays because it just happens much more, much more seamlessly when it comes to TalkBack. We have a, an easier UI settings for the integration of, because we've integrated these things together, it, you have one place to go to adjust your settings for all of these things together. We've added a representation indicators for like headings, links, clickables, and long clickables. Um, but for me, the most the most exciting thing is just that this is, we've been working on this for a couple of years. It's done, and this sets the framework for us to be able to move faster and and have a lot more innovation in terms of Braille on the Android platform. Yeah, it, it's an interesting area, isn't it? Because you know Braille has for a long time been seen as lacking, and I should say not just with Android, but across any smart device. We see a lot of criticisms from, from Braille users on both sides, whether you're iOS or, or on Android. Uh, and it seems that... Uh, you know, with the adoption of Braille back into TalkBack, that is something that is clearly being addressed. It's, it's being taken more seriously in some people's views, and I think that's that's interesting. There is no doubt, though, there is a bit of controversy around this because there is the issue with these HID displays. Mm-hmm. Um, can you maybe talk a bit about that? Because some of these displays that people have are not being supported, at least in this form or this version of TalkBack with Braille included. Well, so what we've been focusing on is making sure that that TalkBack has a great experience for those devices that use the standard Bluetooth serial uh, protocol R, called RFCOM, which is the protocol that's used by most vendors. Um, we have every intention of supporting the new HID standard, but it's going to be tough. It's going to take some changes in terms of the Linux kernel. And if you, if, if you understand how operating systems are built, this is as low level as you can get, and the ramifications are large. So this is not something that we can just easily turn around in, in a couple of months. Um, so that to our knowledge, with, with very few exceptions, all devices today support either the HID or both the RFCOM and the HID support. There's only been like, I think, one or two devices that only support the HID. And to, from what I understand, there's been even a bit of blowback for, the, for, for them for having not supported the older version. So hopefully they can step up. I don't want to name names, but hopefully they'll be able to step up and add this RFCOM support so everybody can use their devices as the industry as a whole moves forward to make these changes. You know, when you say this is a, it's almost a system level, it's a rewrite of the kernel to add this HID support, which I totally understand. But are you talking about when it comes to the Android kernel or is this purely on the Braille back uh, component? It's the Android Where the kernel. problem lies. It's the Android kernel. It is as low level as you can get. It's, ah, not, something, okay. it's not something that we can fix. We, there's no like USB, new HID equals one, code yes. <laughs> that you can say no it is really making changes at the lowest levels of the operating system at, at the linux kernel the basis of the, of the operating system gotcha okay yeah that makes sense so we are talking a bit of a wait then before the hid compatibility compatibility will come through because this is a a, a major uh, rewrite i would have guessed it, it, it is a real it is it is a significant it, it is a significant change and it happens yes. with multiple teams across google the work is being scoped. We have every intention of supporting it, but it's not going to come quickly. I just want to be sort of honest about that. I think it's, well, we appreciate you telling us about this. And I think a lot of people will be pleased to hear that, you know, the fact that support is coming, but it takes time. You know, I, I remember the old adage, Chris, patience is a virtue. It doesn't seem to be the case anymore <laughs> for a lot of people, but for, for us, for me especially, it is. I think we should wait because look, at the end of the day, if you were to roll it out and it wasn't ready, how much kickback would you get then, right? So, you know, I, I, th- I think it's it's right to wait and let's let's see what is um, let's let's see what, what comes around with the work that's being done and let's make sure that it's right before it's launched. Um, you know, picking up on Lookout mm-hmm. because I, I have to say, I um, look, people know this from me. You know this, Chris. I am a I'm an Apple guy, right? But I love Lookout. So when can I get it on my iPhone? <laughs> Is that in the roadmap at all? I ask that because I know a lot of people, I ask the same question to Microsoft about seeing AI. Um, you know, when is it going to Android? And I'm asking you, I guess, the same question. You know, is there, a, is there a plan to bring Lookout, which is a fantastic app, to the iOS platform? At this time, we're focused mostly on trying to make Lookout as a first-class citizen and, and, and as performance and as and excellent as it can be on Android devices. 
because we have control of the operating system and, and a deep understanding of, of, of the hardware, how it works, it's much easier for us to get a great experience on Android. Mm-hmm. The world is different on iOS. We, we, we won't necessarily have all of the same kind of, of controls that we would need. So right now we're focused on, on Android, um, but Apple is an excellent software company. I mean, heck, I worked there for 10 years myself. I'm, I'm not just sort of saying things just because they do excellent work. Um, and I'm sure they could put together a fantastic app if this is some when they decide that this is what they want to do. Mm, well, indeed. Um, okay, so let's talk about Chrome Vox because you know for a long time I I dabbled in the world of Chrome Vox and you and I spoke about it in 2019, and um, it was always a, a screen reader which and you know in fairness to it it's not been around as long as others have so you know to compare it in, to anything else on the market is is a is a little unfair, um, but it does seem to be coming along nicely. Mm. Uh, my recent experience with it is it's a very positive, very fast, very uh, responsive screen reader for Chrome devices. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, what's new in development there? What are you working on at the moment there? Well, thank you. Well, first of all, thank you for recognizing the, the improvements. The, the team has made real efforts, and, and we, we have a really solid development team making Chromebox as, as good as it can be. Um, where we've been focusing on is really raising awareness and, and making it easier for people to use. So, for example we've noticed through our research that people don't know about it when they need it, like when you're first installing the operating system. So one of the things we've done is we have a new, what we call out-of-box experience, where after a handful of seconds, maybe 20 or so, we'll give you an auditory and visual cue saying, hey, do you need Chromebox? Let me let me show you. Here's, here's how you turn it on so you can get yourself into the operating system without any assistance. Once you're in the operating assistance, we've also created a bunch of tutorials that teach you how to use Chromebox and even build a sandbox so you can mess around and figure out how, how, how things work without having to accidentally print your screen or anything on the anything like that. Uh, that sounds fantastic. And as Stephen said, there's no doubt that Chromebox really has improved. I mean, it, it does seem like there's a lot of, lot of work going into it. Uh, is there any features that you, you are on the roadmap that we should look out for that you are excited about? The get image descriptions feature as, as a part of the Chrome browser. This isn't Chrome, Chrome OS, but this is it is a profoundly impactful feature. Um, it was a, it's been released to date in in English, English, French, German, Hindi, Italian, and Spanish, and we've just actually released ten new languages. So for me, it is not a, a new feature, but if if you don't speak one of those languages we already supported, it now becomes completely relevant to you. So we've, we've added support for everything from Croatian, Czech, Dutch, to Swedish, Turkish, Portuguese, et cetera. So for me, this is, we, it's, an, a, it's been a large qualitative improvement. The descriptions of the images are much better. But now because of these, these new languages, it, it's actually applicable and relevant to a much larger group of people. Now, we often talk about the products like TalkBack on Android, or we talk about uh, ChromeVox on Chrome OS. But... Actually, some of the applications that you guys use um, and have created, so for example, Google Docs, mm-hmm. is something I recently went back to for some work I was doing. I wanted to work collaboratively. And it's not that my, there was anything any issue with Microsoft Word. I just chose to use Docs in this particular case because that's what the guy I was working with was using. And I was amazed at the improvements since the last time I used it. It must have been, what, two years ago? And it feels like it has been almost completely rewritten in a really positive way. The information is good. The accessibility is excellent. Um, the amount of control you have, for example, now being able to, one feature that I'm so glad you brought in was the ability to control collaboration announcements. Mm-hmm. I used to drive me mad. Yes. The amount of times I'd have, Sean is in a line. Sean is out of your line. Sean yes. is back in your line. <laughs> Just leave the line alone, will you? Um so, you know, it's so good to have some control over that. And clearly you've been listening to people and getting their feedback and building that in. Um, how much are you involved in that? And, you know, can you talk a little about the, the G Suite development? Unfortunately, I'm, I'm not as deeply involved in, in the work with the Workspace team, but I know that they have a passionate group of people of the community and, and not who are dedicated in terms of trying to make it as accessible as it can be. Um, there's been a huge focus, again, in terms of Braille because of the deep impact of Braille in education and work. So they've made real real significant changes trying to make Braille a first-class citizen in, in docs. 
and, and, and sheets, et cetera. So the, the team is, is, is laser focused on this, but I, unfortunately I can't speak to any real specific features. Maybe let's expand that then, because actually you bring up a really interesting point around working and how work has changed since the last time we spoke in 2019. You know, work was already developing towards a work from home environment, but of course the pandemic really pushed that forward. Tell us a little bit about the work you've done in terms of the accessibility team to try and, and keep up with the developments, you know, across Google, across all the products that you have, to, to try and keep up with this new environment and and how successful do you think you've been? I don't think you, we will ever be, we will ever we will never achieve perfection because people's needs are, are, are so disparate. But what I'm really proud of is what we've done inside of Google is we've tried to collaborate with the community as much as we can to understand where the shortcomings, where the issues, and there's been attention being paid to this, everything from HR towards engineering, towards support. We've created new a, a new job role called the accessibility analyst, for example. So this is for someone who is an expert in assistive technology, whether a native user or someone who's deeply trained, and they, they come in and they, they not just test our applications for accessibility, but they also co-design and advocate and teach, and they become a part of the design and engineering process. So when you have these people on the ground building with the, 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 the engineering team, it's, it's sort of the, it, it's the nothing about us without us come to life. We have people there with real world experience saying this works and this doesn't work and why. So when it comes, I think you're going to see over the next next few years, our products are going to become much more delightful and thoughtful because of the introduction of these people into the development process. So that's long range. Short range, we, we listened to the community and understand what are the things that are most important. Um, for me, what's been really interesting is for the, 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 the deaf community or, or hard of hearing community when it comes to meetings. Because when you have, say, Google Meet, you get have these excellent captions and you know who says what. Yet when you go into a, a, a conference room, you have four people talking. One, the captions aren't as good. And two, they don't have attributions. So realizing that this is a problem helps us understand what new features could be developed. Can you determine in a given room speaker one and speaker two? So some companies are, are, are doing this. And, this is, and these are the kind of things that we can start to work on. Because we listen to the community, because we listen to our Googlers with disabilities and helps us understand where we need to go to make our products better for everyone. Wow. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I, I, I have noticed a difference. We talked about the improvements to ChromeVox and, and TalkBack. And, you know, there's definitely been improvements made there. And, and as Stephen said, using the uh, Google documents, he's been raving to me about it. He won't shut up about it. So uh, there's obviously improvements keep going, going on. Keep going. We could use it. <laughs> I'm more verbose than Google Docs used to be. <laughs> Stephen is using Google Docs. I know, Stephen, be quiet. Um, but I, I just, I've noticed across the industry, there's been a, a, a big shift when it comes to accessibility over the last few years, specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Microsoft and, and uh, their, their work with accessibility, uh, Apple, you know, everyone. Now, have, have you... Have you noticed a conscious decision to put more into accessibility or uh, have you seen that yourself? Is that something you've noticed that accessibility is more in the forefront? Of course, it's always been talked about and it's always there. But but lately, it seems very much more like there's more people in the departments. There's more, I don't know, there's more importance put to it. Have you noticed that at all? I'm glad to hear you did um, because I, I certainly do. But I'm in the middle of it. So, of course, it's all that I see, but I, 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 I do think you're seeing more companies taking it more seriously, creating more roles, investing more. I, I have to, to, to give credit where credit is due. I, I, I personally think Microsoft helped ignite this with the Xbox, Xbox Adaptive Controller. It's a brilliant piece of hardware, and to have a company like Microsoft invest, create this product, do a Super Bowl ad for it, it almost gave permission for other companies to say, this is, this is, this is worthwhile. This is important. And now you see competition on accessibility, Apple, Google, Microsoft, it's sort of like a horse race in my mind for the companies that at our level, I can do this. Oh yeah. Well, I can do this. Oh yeah. Well, I can do this. Um, it's really an awful lot of fun. And I think an area where, to see this is, is, is captioning where you see these, these, these 
meet will be free then we'll, and then have lots of languages and then and the teams will do something android had live caption on android for a couple of years and now apple's just about to release this on their new ios so it's this really interesting competition of um what's the old song anything you can do i can do better i love that and and this is what's really happening throughout the industry and it makes it better for everyone yeah, and I think a lot of people, and I know we've talked about this, and I know I talk about it a lot with Microsoft and Apple separately, but I, th- I don't think a lot of people fully appreciate that in the accessibility world, you guys work together, mm-hmm. all right? I mean, yes, you're all separate companies. Yes, you're all pushing to get customers to you and all the rest, and that obviously makes sense. But in the accessibility world, collaboration is key, isn't it? And it, ha- it actually goes on. It's it's true. We when it comes to supporting the community, we help each other. A, a great example of this is when we were putting together our disability support team. We actually talked to Apple and talked to Microsoft about their experience, what was important, what worked, and what didn't, and they gave us good information. In fact, Microsoft was particularly generous, and now we have our disability support center. So we'll help when it comes to supporting the people. But we'll fight tooth and nail to, to having the best features because we, we want you to come to our, our 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 products. But we want you to come to our products because our products are better, not because somebody else isn't isn't competing. Chris, it's been really interesting talking to you as always. I really appreciate your time. Um, do come back and talk soon because there's lots more we can talk about. I I know that with new product lines coming out, I really look forward to talking to you more about all that. Christopher Patton from Google, thank you so much for joining us on Double Tap. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Chris. Sean, what a fantastic show. And we've learned a lot about what's going on at Google and I think answers some important questions as well. Yes. Are you satisfied now, Stephen? I know no. you had some of the questions there. Are you I'm happy? never satisfied, no. There was no chocolate during that interview. Oh, sorry. No, no biscuits, no chocolate. Well, we were halfway there. We got answers to accessibility. Listen, we're out of time. Thank you for being with us. We'll be back again tomorrow. Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-TV every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at AMI.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.